0: So <speaking> me <in Hebrew>
1: welcome to another episode of sonic talk this is number 311 recording live today wednesday the 1st of may um, i suppose if it was the 4th i could say may the 4th be with you but it's not it's the first so i can't say that but i just said it anyway uh, i'm nick bat editor of sonicstate.com and uh this week's show we're very kindly uh, brought to you by our sponsors isotope uh, if you want to go get a download of rx which is there excellent sound restoring and fix it program isotope.com forward slash rx for a 10-day free demo more on that later so uh we're here we have a slightly different layout um we're last after last week's mega episode where we had six participants which was great fun but kind of slightly chaotic at the same time we're now down to a small intimate gathering of just the four of us and uh, we'll start off because we uh we will be seeing gaz as we haven't seen him for a little while, because last week, obviously, Gaz was dressed like a a clown, almost, thanks to his uh, hijinks playmates uh, in the Carl High band. He's now installed at home with what looks like some kind of better internet connection.
0: Yes, as of today, actually, a new internet connection, so hopefully those kind of grainy 8-bit days are behind me now.
1: Excellent. So we'll be able to... uh, well, we can see you in full effect. The uh, the moray patterning on your shirt is coming across beautifully.
0: <laughs> Function One. Uh, I was mentioning just before the show, These are, we've been using the Function One speakers with Carl Hyde. We've been using them as our stage sort of monitoring. And um, I, these are like maybe some of the best live speakers you can get, Function One. And actually this pattern on the T-shirt is... Is actually based on the the tweeter design for the Function Ones, which is ah. quite, an, quite an unusual sort of shape. Um, but uh, yeah, the Function Ones are just really amazing to use, and so sort of having used them for a few months now, it's um, they, they're just incredible. It, 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 for me, the experience is almost like using studio monitors in a live setting, so it's really quite quite incredible.
1: Ah, uh, I think I might have found a. Let me see if I just found a. Yeah, they look like that. Yeah, uh, well, the top ones I'm assuming is what you yeah. use rather than those <laughs> enormous W <bins. laughs> Uh
0: Yeah, they do all sorts of strange installations, and um, but yeah, we've been going out with uh, well, we've been using them as side fills, and uh, How about with that rocks? Uh, oh, it's amazing, and it's kind of what Underworld use. So. Um,
1: so it's 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 like taking your monitor speakers out on the road with you on a, on a sort of but on a much yeah. higher level. So yes, of yeah. course, uh, Gaz has been playing with Carl Hyde, uh, which is going down to great critical acclaim and getting some great reports. Have you done any gigs since that last one, or have you on a bit of a quiet bit?
0: Hey, we had another gig after last oh, week. Oh yes, of course. How did that yeah. go? That was terrific. That was in a place called the Union Chapel in Islington, which is a, just a gorgeous kind of church. It's a really unusual building, actually. It's like a church. It's actually still a functioning church. Um, so it kind of poses certain acoustic issues, as churches do. Um, and what's quite interesting with the Carl Hyde set is that maybe half of it is very spacious, very ambient, and lends itself beautifully to that kind of environment. There's some of the more beatier kind of bigger tunes which maybe get a little bit washy in those those places but um, I think some of that the more kind of ambient side of stuff was just just beautiful in that situation and i do believe that dave spears was there so ah, we well maybe Some we can do audience an we'll look perspective. This. how about
1: this for oh no that's not dave that's mark i got my button switched the wrong way almost of course, seamless. We, we've also got almost seamless almost professional yeah, dave yeah. spears there of course uh g4 software.com uh, you may remember him last week as uh, the analog edition which just having analog in the title seemed to boost the views enormously and oh, your dot yeah. com um, your dot com backdrop is there in full effect beautiful
2: yes i've had quite a lot of emails about my vid which is nice but yes nothing like that gig i mean that gig was was obviously quite special for me on a number of levels but it sounded beautiful it really did sound beautiful in fact i it's been voted the best live venue in london by time out for a couple of years isn't it and i could kind of see why it was brilliant because out the back Wildgas gas was on stage i uh had a bit of a kind of momentary lapse of non-smoking and went out the side pit under that really nice gazebo for a ciggy. And I was sort of having a fag with this guy who's one of the kind of pastors there. And it was just really good fun chatting to him, and he was like, "Oh, you know, one of the reasons I love this venue and why I'm really behind it as a musical venue is because when I when it was in when I was in the '60s, uh, you know, I went to see Pink Floyd at uh, I think it was Earl's Court, and I couldn't bloody see anything. Whereas in this, you could see everything. And then this mad raver came out." who was, get this, a heavy metal raver at this kind of really lush, lovely ambient gig, and started ranting about how brilliant it was, primarily because of the music, but also because there was no health and safety people wandering (laughs) around, and he could rave to his heart's content up in the uh, upper eaves. And in fact, I saw him with his T-shirt on kind of going crazy (laughs) over when they they turned into a covers band. But yeah, no, brilliant, really brilliant, and uh, the reviews are very well-deserved.
1: Excellent. Although
2: I have to say, every time, when I speak to Carl, every time Gaz goes past, Carl just kind of goes, he's mad. (laughs)
1: He's mad. So what are they using front of house out of interest? Is it all digital or is it analogue?
0: No, it's all analogue, actually. We're using their Midas analogue desks. Um, I should mention as well that John Newsham, who's one of the the, the founders of Function One, Um, is coming out and doing our front of house mixing which is great because I mean he's got great he's got such a great history I mean he started with Gong and Hillage in the 70s and then he kind of mixed and his ears still Pink Floyd (laughs) the wall the wall era of Pink Floyd and worked with um, Iron Maiden and lots of lots of people so having him it's just been amazing really.
2: Nick you would have met him when we went to that Speed of Sound gig John was the guy doing the 360 um, installation up there that I recorded
0: uh, was that the I, um, Ambisonics? I
1: can't. Remember. Oh yes, I know. I don't think I did meet him in the end, but uh, yeah, I I, I, I was. Uh, I I think you went over, and I it, anyway. Yes, I yeah. think I <laughs> do vaguely it. remember. Yeah. Anyway, let's go on. Mark Tinley, of course, uh, here at likebeing.com, Thank you very much for joining us, Mark, and uh, waiting patiently there. You're um, you've got your sound working, and everything's all groovy. Mark, of course, sound sound artist and uh, member of tvmania dot Currently throbbing up the charts, or some chart somewhere.
3: <laughs> I like the idea of throbbing up the charts. Yeah, has a
1: has a sort of ring to it. Anyway, <clears throat> glad to have you aboard. Are you well?
3: I'm very well. My foot is still throbbing, of course. But oh, yes, of um, course. apart from that, I'm post very op. well. Yeah. Mark is post-op. <laughs> hobble. i missed the hobble at the moment.
1: Excellent. Right, I'm going to go ju- jump straight in and uh, start the show. Um, let me see what was first. Oh, this was fab. I think I've got a bit of video here. If I press this, it might
2: work. She
1: this is a sort of... Um, ...of the seas. Let's try and get that with A sure. massive... Look at the size of this thing. It's absolutely huge. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I can oh, fast-forward it. There's loads of this stuff. Basically, this huge cruise ship... Absolutely massive, which I didn't realise was so big. I don't know if you've ever been on a ferry, but recently, but I thought they were big. But this is, let me see if I can get to it. There's this just this fantastic shot, uh, if I can find it quickly. Of oh yeah, hi, 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 in in the Caribbean. And you kind of get to see the scale. It's <laughs> <laughs> just massive. I won't. I won't bore you with any more. This is like that was like a photo opportunity, uh, a, photo, a photo montage, video diary of somebody who was doing one of these rock legends cruises, which is something that Dave uh, uh, posted. There was a. a uh, an article on the BBC, which is somebody who'd gone along on one of these. And they're basically, they go out of Florida and there's like a five or six day cruise or, you know, up to five day cruise. And they just wheel on a load of artists like, you know, REO Speedwagon and uh, Foreigner, Paul Rogers, Credence Clear. And, and they just have a gig and they play every night and they hang out with everybody. And it just seems like it's, and you, you Dave actually said, um, sounds like a brilliant idea for a soap opera, which I absolutely, w- it would be brilliant. I mean, not reality TV, but what was that? There was a there was a UK version of this, wasn't there? What was it? The um, it was on a boat. Can't remember what it was called. What? Triangle. Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, you, oh, God, <laughs> I don't know. It might have been called that. <laughs> on a uh, boat, on a ferry.
2: It was a bu- it's, always, it's always budget when we do it in the UK, isn't it?
1: it but what a great yeah, cruising with dinosaurs says McCreature Creature in the uh, in the chat room. That's great.
2: Oh man, we had so much fun talking about this. I've got very mixed feelings about it, but actually, I put it on my uh Facebook and it was very. I'm just trying to find a couple of the comments because people were coming on. We say we we're saying that you can have themed cruises like in all different genres of music, couldn't you? You can have kind of uh, what's this one called, Cruise to the Edge with the prog rockers,
1: yeah. There's of, a well, flat. there's a uh. Rock Legends 2 Cruise, which I think was what we saw. That was the sort of the, the tail end in, the, in there. And there's also, uh, what's this one called? The Artist's Cruise. Yeah, Cruise to the Edge. There we go. Well, that's Yes, Steve Hackett, various Carl Park, Emerson, Lake and Palmer. I, 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 I quite like to see Saga there. That's brilliant because if you, if you, if you know anyone he was over 50, they start to get free copies of Saga magazine, which is for over 50, and it's full of cruises. <laughs> so being that, the probably. band Saga, playing on a cruise, just seems somehow fantastically um, funny. In a way,
2: well, the best one that was a bunch of got a goth, a load of goths bands, and it, you could call it Finding Emo. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius, which just had me in stitches. And there's loads you could have like loads of old punk bands and call it punks of the Caribbean, but nothing beats Finding Emo.
1: Finding Emo is pretty good. I'm
2: not sure about that. I mean, I really do have mixed feelings about it because.
1: I think it's a fantastic idea. I just Um, think... I've never been on a cruise. I'm probably getting towards the age where I might start considering thinking about a cruise in a few years. And having a cruise that was themed, like, you know, 80s Electropop, for instance, or, you know, I just just think it'd be hilarious. And actually probably quite a good gig, unless the seas are really rough. I mean, I don't know what it's like in the Caribbean. I guess it can be pretty bad. I think the thing with the
2: whole prog thing was that... Don't forget, I mean, Chris and I worked for these people years ago, and your job, apart from all the technical side of stuff, was to kind of keep mere mortals a million miles away from these kind of iconic figures. In fact, so much so that when people really did desperately want to meet some of them, we'd say, no. (laughs) And they'd say, but why not? Why are you being so awful? And we'd be like, well, you know, have you ever met your heroes? Because the chances are you are going to be quite disappointed. (laughs) But And yet now they're like going to breakfast with them and taking photographs of them queuing up. It's just really surreal. There were so many brilliant quotes on this about, you know, Carl Palmer, was it Carl Palmer's sidekick, was confused, thought the dinner plate, the large dinner plates were trays. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, you can take these slightly kind of, I mean, I'm being slightly harsh now, but you can take these borderline socially dysfunctional people and just Put them in. I mean, you might as well put them behind glass in a zoo or something to a certain degree. It's, quite, it's very, very strange. And boy, what a change from the old days. Now, like Steve said on, that, uh, on the BBC site, you know, I, I accept that I'm public property on, on occasions like this. And I worked for him years and years ago. And I could understand that would be a very difficult thing to deal with for any length of time for some people. It's just really strange. Really, really strange.
1: I think it's a fantastic idea. But I, I
2: like the idea of things like the boat rocking around and stuff like that, you know, being caught in a 4 eight gale, you know, is that a Karl Palmer drum solo or is that just all the cutlery falling down the stairs? <laughs> it's got all the makings of a great sitcom.
1: It does. I don't know, Gaz, can you see yourself, you know, maybe, you know, in 30 years? I mean, because I've never done, you know, I mean, we. I've been on ferries and stuff and you get the kind of, it's, it's this awful sort of tired band with an arranger keyboard and a, and a singer with too much echo just kind of bashing out the hits. I mean, this isn't yeah. all that similar, all that different, except obviously everybody pays a lot more and it becomes like yeah. this event. I just think it's a fantastic idea.
0: Well, funnily enough, um, Angie Pollock, who's been playing, I've been playing with in the Carl Hyde band and Angie's who Nick originally put me in contact with. Um, she's a bit of a, she's a bit of a legend, isn't she? Angie, she's played with Peter Gabriel and Goldfrapp for many years and lots of people. Uh, a few years back, she was on one of these kind of cruises, but it was like a songwriting cruise, and it was going across Atlantic. And I think it was kind of coming up, sort of Newfoundland area, and they got caught in a gale force eleven storm. Jesus! And it really, it was, it was really nearly all over. It the boat nearly went over. Lots of people got seriously injured, and Jesus. it was, you know, water. You know, it it, it was a very, very. I think if they were very very close to capsizing and wow. um
1: something to write a song about though eh? i bet they got loads of songs out of that, that song that's right <laughs> so
0: that's what they had to do afterwards then they had like that as a songwriting as kind of subject material and so it, i thought fantastic you know near near death experience um
2: in fact so, somebody said on my post imagine if the cruise to the edge went down in the ga- in the storm
1: i hear pun pun all
2: the proggers would just like all the prog fans would just be mourning yeah. forever wouldn't they It'd be like yeah. you know buddy holly's plane on kind of god. multiple bold. wow amazing
1: yeah what? yeah god it would be i mean that that's a bleak thought but i suppose yeah. you could fit a lot of them on one well, go it <laughs> you could do a lot of them in one go <laughs> mark tinley what are your thoughts about cruising it's all on ships,
3: restaurant at <laughs> on the ships. Of the universe, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all like, let's go and smash a spaceship into the sun and all that. Um, what, my, what, are my thoughts about cruising? Okay, I'm going to make an admission. In 1989, I went to see a clairvoyant. I was obsessed with clairvoyants, and I used to like really get into this whole kind of clairvoyant thing. And I was meant to see this clairvoyant at 8:30 in the morning. So I took a pill of ecstasy at 7:30 in the morning, and then I drove to her house. <laughs> And I arrived on her doorstep and I had a shaved head and she came to the door. And my pupils were like saucers and she opened the door and she went, oh, well, you'd better come in. And I don't know what she was expecting. And I was expecting... She should have been expecting
1: exactly, exactly that, surely.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was expect- expecting to see the spirits floating around, you know, the living room and everything. <laughs> but she told me, she said to me, you may be lucky enough to find yourself playing on a cruise ship. And I looked at her and I thought, what the hell are you talking about? Why would that even be good? It never occurred to me that it might be like a viable kind of thing to do. But this, um, perhaps this turns that all around and, and this hasn't happened yet. So uh, well,
1: do you think maybe that that's the next phase of the TV Mania project will
3: be uh, the uh, yes. TV Mania cruise?
1: <laughs> we could see we could see you right here. This could be... One of these photos could be that. That three shot could be you, Nick, and Warren.
3: Excellent, and Anthony, of course. And so Anthony.
1: Well, a four shot then. Four yeah. Shot.
3: Yes, but uh, I don't know. I just sort of. It seemed. I mean, in 1989, the idea of playing on a cruise ship just seemed totally rubbish.
1: It is you funny, know, isn't it? It's a very. Don't it's a, it's insult a, me, you know. Uh, I'm going
3: to be really famous. How dare you say I'm going to play on a cruise ship? But now the whole thing's turned on its head because those people are very, very famous. Very like absolutely sort of in the ingrained in the consciousness of a lot of people and they're on cruise ships and there's something, uh, kind of cool about that, isn't there? It's like, you know, a whole new paradigm in touring, isn't
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they, these were, uh, I think that there's one actually, is it out on the road at the moment? No, this one was in January. There are more on the cu- uh, that are, are going to be coming. Um, they vary from sort of 800 quid starting price up to sort of a couple of grand, depending on what sort of cabin you get, you know, whether you're in the in the bottom of the ship or on the one of the outer ones with a balcony and what have you. But I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way of how I can get onto one of them without actually having to pay anything, you know, just like be crew or... or carry something for somebody. I don't know. I, just, I really like the idea of it. And, the, and, and in the tech world, they do these things quite regularly. So they, they do like photography ones and they do... Uh, there's uh, Leo Laporte on the Twit Network. He goes on one every year, which is like a Mac-centric kind of thing where they all go you know so you get lots of the lots of sort of quite big names in the tech world they go and do a cruise a lot of people else come along it's a 10-day cruise it's also somewhere interesting you get to hang out with a lot of people that are related so it's almost like a conference but on a boat which kind of makes sense really because you can't get away and you're, you're there to to communicate and learn and network and i suppose that would be um that would be awesome i just like the idea of it i mean i haven't got the wherewithal to organize or anything like that but uh
0: can, I, can I, just, I, just, I just noticed something i saw that yes were playing on that cruise ship and that their singer has changed again from because they ingloriously kind of booted john anderson the original singer out because he got ill with acute respiratory failure and they pulled in a singer from he from a, a, a yes tribute band is that him on the
2: right
0: the I got no him off of youtube didn't they they got him off youtube yeah they sort of saw him singing in a yes tribute band on youtube now wow. i just noticed i thought oh that's not that guy I wondered what had happened to that guy, Benoit David. And I just looked at Benoit David, and Benoit David became ill and had to leave, yes, with acute respiratory failure. Whoa, what's going oh, on he here? Oh. really weird. Oh, my he God. Talks, talk to Chris about that, I'll tell you. Really? I just thought no, maybe it's trying to sing those songs. Either singing put. the songs
1: or somebody's using the wrong kind of talcum powder. Yeah, or
2: somebody's <laughs> putting something in their tea.
1: Oh, wow, that's a scary thought. I think we should probably uh, put all sorts of disclaimers on those statements <laughs> before. Yeah, yeah. Yes, They're yes, no. Opinion.
3: They're all just opinions, right?
1: Of course, yeah. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> you you jumped in there. Yes. And, and, and one opinion I would like to uh, espouse at the moment, it's, it's time's marched on already, and it's time to uh, thank our sponsor. So if you would care to, uh, if you want to spend a moment doing something else, I, I will... Um, press this button and uh, we can say thank you very much to our show sponsor of course isotope uh, isotope rx uh, i'm waiting for the video to start here we go Isotope RX, uh, complete audio restoring suite. Uh, This is amazing stuff, basically. I mean, ever since it first came out, it was almost like magic when it first arrived, the things that it can do. Audio repair suite has got uh, remove noise, hiss, buzz, hum, eliminate clicks, lots of spectral things that you could do, so you can select uh, aspects of a sound, so if someone's coughing or whistling in the background, you can take it out of the way, lasso it. It's absolutely amazing stuff for restoring and fixing audio. You can get rid of digital clicking, uh, clipping, you can spectral repair so there's actually something missing in the recording. You can have isotope figure out what it thinks it's going to be from the material either side, and that can work really well as well. And uh, just the fact that it's visual means that it's very, very fast to use. I mean, Dave, I know Dave Spears swears by it. In fact, the whole of Iris, you know, which is a synthesizer, is based on this technology. It really is astonishing. runs a standalone, as a plug-in, all sorts of notch filters. Download a free 10-day demo if you want to try it out yourself. isotope.com slash rx. That's a free 10-day demo. We would thank Isotope for their continued sponsorship of the show. Um, nice to have them aboard. Right, so um, the next article, I think, um, this was the AAX workaround. Uh, this was pretty amazing, and I'm just trying to remember which button it's on because I have a horrible feeling it's not going to be this one. Oh no, there it is. Now this uh, we we saw it last week. Uh, uh, or oh, it came in the topic list. And this is the way, because basically you can't use audio units or VSTs in Pro Tools. And Russ Hughes really has come up with this fantastic way. This is a brilliant video on the, the ProToolsExpert.com. He shared it with uh, but, uh, then which I thoroughly recommend you check out. It's, a, it's a really, uh, it's this Mac only, be, unfortunately. For some of you. I won't play the whole thing, but essentially what it is, is use using Soundflower, which is uh, a kind of internal audio routing system, and also the IAC, which is internal uh, MIDI bus inter application um, c i don 't know what the c stands for, but it enables you you run main you run main stage and then you output you make an aggregate device from your audio interface plus uh soundflower which is a free download from uh cycling seventy four you then have an aggregate out um device and you can you so you output main stage into soundflower and then you have input from soundflower into pro Tools. so it enables you to play instruments and also root midi from one application to the other with very very little latency and it's ve- i mean obviously you don't get the advantage of being able to save the whole lot in one big document like you would but it means that you can you can do some pretty clever stuff and this uh i, I know rich hilton was uh, really into trying this and we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week um uh, what with all the chaos but um Perhaps this week may be an, and one of the big things was obviously you know it means that people could run Dave's plugins in Pro Tools without you. So what you could do is just invest in some really sort of smart training videos, certainly and on the Mac side, and just show people how to do it, and then you wouldn't have to have to worry about it. But it's a neat trick, isn't it, Dave? Yeah.
2: And yes, it went straight on our FAQs. <laughs> so I, I watched some um, Russ's stuff. And the minute this happened, I just kind of emailed him, said, thank you very much. That's going straight on our FAQs, which it did, because obviously I explained about the whole AAX thing. I was going to say, you know, I wasn't going to (laughs) say. The whole AAX thing. And this makes life considerably easier. So, and I think I might have been a little bit contentious in advocating that people contact Abid about this Sugar Bites wrapper, which somehow got squashed or I don't know what happened to that. Well,
1: uh, in the chat room. So here's the solution. Yeah, a native yes in the chat room says with Jack, you can do it as well on Windows. So if you've got a, uh, uh, I don't know what sort of client you'd use on the Windows side that would be a kind of standalone player without all the DAW f- um, functions, but uh, I mean, it's a pretty neat idea. Um, I know, Mark, I'm, just, I'm, I'm guessing that this might appeal yeah. to your nature. Do you use Soundflower? I mean, I've only ever used it a couple of times.
3: I do use Soundflower a lot, yeah. And of course, you don't necessarily have to use main stage to do this because you could use standalone synths and you could wire tons of them in if you thought about your IAC routing enough beforehand. And you thought about uh, if you used like the multi track version of Soundflower, you should be able to wire that. Yeah. And that I suppose it just means them. you've
1: got to save lots and lots of individual separate documents then and presets mm-hmm. and recall. I guess no, if you're using one host, having- it makes.
3: It turns it almost back into having like a real studio with lots of different things to set up. You'd have to, you'd have to have a, a patch sheet, wouldn't you? Or <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to right get in. Have step. to get, get in <laughs> early to
1: set up before the talent arrives. Yeah.
3: But I'm um, yeah. I mean, it's a cool thing. The only thing that I thought was a little odd in that video is right at the end. He said, "Well, it doesn't use Rewire or anything like that." And I thought, "Well, well, it sort it of does." Our kind of is like Rewire. I suppose it's it is. Yeah. Made by a different company, isn't it? So. Yeah. Um, I- but yeah, it's a solution and it works. So brilliant, excellent.
1: I wonder I, if I wonder if Rewire is a, a very similar thing. I mean, it's just an internal audio bus, presumably. How, can you? Is there? A, are there a limit to the number of Rewire channels you can pipe between things? Because I, I haven't used it very much because it's always been a bit fiddly in the past. I mean, uh, my computer's been yeah, a bit underpowered. Well, that's,
3: that's the word, isn't it? Fiddly because you have to load programs in the right order and make sure that one's the host and the others this and that and blah blah blah. But Soundflower kind of works like a, a virtual driver and lets you route anything to anything, and you just need to think about your signal path. And it's like having a patch bay, I suppose, and you just kind of wire things around. So,
1: yeah, no, nice idea actually. I'm, I'm definitely up there, Gaz. I mean, this is the, the, the idea of actually sort of starting to patch things into patching in software. Is it's always been a bit fiddly, but something like this where yeah. it solves a very clear and uh, imminent. Issue because obviously the Pro Tools 11 is going to be AAX only. Yeah. It's going to be pretty awesome, isn't it?
0: Great. Yeah. I mean, and it's similar to what's happened in the iPad world with um, Audio Bus. And now Jack is available on the iPad as well, although there's only at this point in time only a few things that support it. But um, just picking up on what Mark says there, you know, um, it, I think it's just quite nice to be able to. To do to fuse things in, I think that is pretty cool because you know um, there's so many interesting bits of software and it feels crazy when you can't link things together I mean um, yeah I've used sound I've used Soundflower now for many years and think it's really really cool um, but it did make me think when you mentioned in rewire one thing that wasn't in the show notes is that reason seven has just been uh, it's just come out hasn't it um, oh gosh
1: another one I missed.
0: <laughs> no, it's quite a biggie. Uh, I thought it might be worth mentioning because there is some quite nifty things that it does for long-term Reason users um, for just kind of taking it that step closer to being more like a fully featured DAW, but still retaining that that kind of unique Reason thing. You can do um, you can do kind of group channels and. Uh, just trying to think now. Um, maybe Dave might want to pick up on this one. Just uh, It's probably worth mentioning just whilst it's kind of – because I think it's only been out, what, a day or two now?
1: Ah, right, okay. Well, I guess, Dave, you probably had the opportunity to look at it, just purely – It's MIDI out, it. Isn't it? That, I mean, oh, yeah, midi-hour yeah, yeah. is the biggest that's, thing that's that everybody's
2: one. kind of going crazy yeah. about for yeah. the first time ever, ever, ever. But that's ah. kind of weird, Because in the videos they were well, – the, I mean, they previewed this a while ago. I think we looked at it very briefly then. Ah, but it was I quite see. quite interesting when uh, in the videos because they were kind of... It was a bit weird because they were kind of showing all these old analog synths kind of going, and now you can connect all this stuff up. And I was thinking, well, half of those haven't got a MIDI
1: <laughs>
2: port on them anyway.
1: anyway. Well, of course, you do it with, um, you know, expert yes. sleepers, which doesn't use a MIDI port either. Anyway, but yes, you know, you can no, dig out all your old more- Kenton Pro Solo or Pro Solo yeah. 2000, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, no,
2: very good. But it's Speak a cool idea. I mean,
1: I, I, what I like the idea of, in a way, is the concept of actually getting tweaky and sort of figuring out how to root bits of software together in a way that you just ordinarily just think, oh, no, no, I don't do it like that. It's, it's all done for me. I never have to, you know. But to sort of think outside the box and go, actually, this is what you can do. The key being in the aggregate device, so that's the way you do it. You see, Because in, in OSX, you can set up, uh, OSX rather, you can set up multiple devices and bond them together and if one of them is a sort of virtual sound card then the clocking doesn't become an issue and it's all kind of pretty cool actually so i I really like the idea of coming up with something that's outside the box because like i say you know when you're presumably when you're developing software you want people to people have to work very much within the constraints of the software yeah they can set extreme settings but there's not much else they could do outside of it
0: yeah, uh, although I mean, for me, using um, aggregate devices has not been a completely painless operation, and I do tend to find that uh, that you do get clicks and things going yeah, on. Yeah. So it's sort of not. Uh, I don't know if that's the particular combinations that I've that I've done. I I do make a um, aggregate device with Soundflower and my. Audio interface. Does that
1: work um, all right? Because I mean, I think when you got multiple, when you got multiple pieces of hardware, it's not so good. Yeah, um, but it's,
0: yeah, I mean, I only use it for when I want to sample off YouTube. So that's when I tend to use it.
1: <laughs> ah, well, what I tend to do then is just go to KeepTube and download the whole thing. Oh, and then extract. KeepTube. That's one way to do it, but it's not very good quality. I mean, but then it isn't anyway, I suppose. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, and when I'm sampling, I am sampling the most random kind of things. Isn't there, isn't there
1: an app for... Um, uh, there is an app for uh, for uh, iPad that apparently will sample off YouTube, I think. Somebody told me about it recently in, a, in, a, in something. Because, uh, funnily enough, I've been trying to... Um, my daughter is doing a school project. I, I won't bore you too much with the problems, but it's actually quite an interesting technological journey. My daughter's doing a school project whereby there's the... Horrible Histories, which is a brilliant TV show in the UK run by the BBC. Uh, they've got great music in it, and there's, they're doing a World War pro- World War Two project, and there's a bit in uh, Horrible Histories which is called the uh, World War II Girls. They're like a girl power, and it's about how the women were um, – uh, their, their status changed from just sort of working in the home to sort of doing jobs on farms and working in factories and munitions and what have you, and they became kind of experts – to, to help the war effort and there's a brilliant song which i've recorded i've only managed to find it on youtube as a really bad download all the girls that are singing it are really low voices so i had to pitch up a, t- a tone and a half so they could sing it which i had to use uh, melodyne for but then i also had to remove the vocals on it because they're really really loud i had to turn them down and i used uh, the um roland armix uh, for just pulling out the, the vocals and it, that was quite neat so then I've got this sort of pitched-up vocal down, it's, uh, but it's all done from a really awful MP3, so it's just gurning like crazy. But then the girls came in and sang over here. I posted something on Facebook of them, and, and it was brilliant, just to one mic, and I put them all back in, chucked them back on, used used the isotope uh, alloy, in fact, and um, Nectar, just threw it on there, and they sound fantastic. <laughs> it was all, <laughs> jobs are good, and now I've got to shoot the video. But, uh, um, yes.
3: if you If you want to download things from YouTube... Um, I use Firefox, and there's an extension called Download Helper. Ah, okay. And that and that comes up as a little kind of red, blue, and yellow ball at the top of the screen, and you can literally pull off the video at 1080p if it's if, if it's, it's, it's available. That yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I, I have to use.
3: And it, pulls it off as a Flash video uh, uh, or an MP4. It I, use, I use that for,
1: for uh, that sort of thing for uh, running things here because obviously I can't guarantee that the bandwidth is going to be great when I'm trying to show something on YouTube. So what I tend to do is before the show, I'll grab a video oh, right. on KeepTube. It's called Keep-Tube. I'll download it locally so I can play it back uh, into the show, which I, I'm sure is uh, totally illegitimate, but it's the only way I can uh, uh, make sure that it will play back. So I just download it and I use WebM format because it's quite small. And when it's you know, so for for instance, you know, something like uh, I don't know what the video is. There's no video there, so that's not going to work. I've just crashed the show by pressing. That. Oh, there we go! Oh no! <laughs> no, there we go. We're back again. So you know, that's what I do. Say, so, for instance, with well, perhaps the uh, next topic, for instance, which might be, uh, might be pertinent or maybe not. The the Jamstick Mini Guitar Recorder. Shall we have a look at that? <laughs> mm. um, but actually, so so yes, just going back to it. If you want to check that out, go to ProTools-Expert.com. Uh, there's also another video by Russ where he shows how to do it with VST plugins as well, uh, because obviously GarageBand, uh, sorry, uh, MainStage doesn't run uh vsts it only runs au's but that's a, inter- a really interesting workaround and something that i think will work if you've got a fast enough mac i mean there may be issues with slower ones do it can introduce a little bit of latency for real-time throughput but uh, uh essentially a great workaround um actually do you, do you want to do the jamstick one first because that was uh that was one of yours Mark? actually so i might just play that yeah does that make sense
0: Love music. I've always loved music. I love playing guitar. I wanted to play guitar so bad as a kid. I started every year. from the It's
1: so salesy. I can't bear it. But you know, the I spent a lot of things
0: that didn't sound at all like music. You know, you play a D or a G chord for weeks. And it just doesn't sound like anything that you signed up for. So much has changed with how people access and share information and educate themselves. We thought, why not try to apply that to the oh, shit, fingers? Curious interest in music where your fingers are right so this is basically
1: what's neat about this is a little piece of hardware if i just go here this is this guy here uh this guy here looks like this the boffin behind it and seems reasonable and not salesy critical that you and this thing is what a brilliant idea it's basically what's that five frets and six strings and you can it works on so it has like a midi uh musicality of a guitar is that feels that it has a midi uh midi out so you can connect it up to iPads and RTP midi uh, sessions and whatever. It just looks like actually a really cool idea and they've started uh it's called Jamstick with an STIK. Um, and it's crowdsourced and it's all it's going to be about 175 bucks but I actually would really like one because I've got a few guitars here but the idea of having one of those you know you could actually do quite a lot of playing with something like that I reckon. And Mark, it obviously appealed to you. What was it that kind of made you go ooh I must have that?
3: um or maybe you didn't no i did i did go oh i must have that and um and uh, it appealed to me because it's the sort of thing you could just about put in your trouser pocket um, cargo pants yeah definitely yeah exactly yeah and um i just i you know my first instrument's the guitar so i learned to play the guitar when i was 15 and spent many years practicing it and um I may not play it brilliantly but I certainly play it a hell of a lot better than I play a keyboard so it seems to me that if I can have some you know the more kind of devices that I can have that have six strings on them and act like guitars and allow me to input data into things or allow me to play other instruments the better that's all. No, I, um, and
1: I, I really like the look of this, actually, because, it, it, I mean, it's going to be a great MIDI guitar as well by the looks of things. I mean, assuming the latency's not down. In fact, I was just just looking. They, they're running a project on Indiegogo because they're crowdsourcing it. And when I looked for the, at this yesterday, they had 40 grand. Now they've got $107,000. Wow. So that's obviously gone a bit viral in just the last 24 hours. So I
3: looked at the... Um, the, the the what are they called? The perks you can get down the side, and I kind of spanned down there because I thought, I wonder if they've got a perk where I can just buy it. And there was a perk for one hundred and ninety-nine dollars, but everybody had kind of it had sold out of those. And then I oh, yeah, kind it of it hard yeah. about. I mean, th- there's another one on there for two hundred and ninety-nine, so you could buy it for two ninety-nine and get a sign. It was two
1: nineteen.
3: Um, oh, has it gone down? Has it? Oh no! Oh, they put a new thing in between then.
1: No, you that get it at eighty eighty dollars discount, so you pay two hundred and nineteen, and you get to, you can buy it for eighty dollar discount. Are there any of those left? Yeah, but that means you had to buy it, you end up buying it for three hundred bucks. Oh no, the jamstick MSRP will be two nine nine.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. That so five probably. out of 50 no, 150 I think is is
3: the for people.
1: So let's have a look. What's the what's the uh, sold out of the first first to own? So the hundred of those. Two hundred and fifty-one of uh, the next one up. When you get a T-shirt as well,
3: that wasn't on there yesterday either. But that's
1: sold out too. Early adopter special. They better make this blooming thing because it's. Gonna, <laughs> gonna, it's.
3: I mean, uh, I, I would put one hundred ninety-nine dollars into something, and it's going to sit sort of in you know in virtual space for till December two thousand thirteen. Wow, I know. that's
1: that's quite. But, uh, a,
3: then, I mean, when I looked at it, the next option up was two hundred and ninety-nine dollars, and I thought, I can't just leave two hundred and ninety-nine dollars sitting doing nothing for a year. That's just our weight. Um, I'd take a chance on a hundred and ninety-nine, though. I mean, ideally, I'd like to pick it up and play it and make sure that it does what I want it to do. But it does look good. I'm sure
1: you're not the only one. But they've done a great. Whoever's done the marketing, they've done a great job. I mean, I did. I find myself cringing at that video. I just can't bear all of that management sales. <laughs> rubbish that they talk but but it's obviously worked i know gaz you're a guitarist you're gonna get one looks pretty cool actually doesn't it i i I like the idea you can imagine you know having that and an iphone or an ipad or something you know or your laptop just being able to kind of you know do stuff on it you look a bit of a prat on stage with it though wouldn't you (laughs) unless you were a midget
0: well i mean i've played my ash free bass on stage so um hey you know what it feels like (laughs) yes uh interesting definitely interesting um I've been looking because I'm using um, on the Carl Hyde job or also on the opera I did. Previ- you know, I've, I've, I've been using like MIDI bass guitar, you know, with a, a GK3 pickup on my bass and all the inherent issues that you've got with that, with the kind of latency and certainly in the lower octaves. So anything that can kind of give you. You know, extremely low latency. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I wonder it's going to have to be wireless, isn't it? So it's going to be a bit of latency. Y- and also, as uh, people have been saying in the chat room, it looks a bit light to play y- looks. Yeah. Um, hmm.
0: It's a puzzling one. I'd like to have a go. Of, I'd like to have a go at it first. I don't think I would commit to it. Um, see, I did that with uh, the Cuneo. I paid into the uh, the Kickstarter on that, and it was ten months or something from the money leaving to actually receiving the product or something mm. like that. Maybe not quite that long. But, uh, do you still so use bit, it? Uh, I've got plans for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I do use it. I do use it. It's just, it's just, I've got, it's just trying to, I've been trying to think of some sort of use for it and I've come up with a good idea now which is actually kind of making a virtual version of the Ableton Push that I can use inside a Cubase so that's kind of what I'm working okay. on with that.
1: I thoroughly recommend trying the Ableton Push to be honest, I did the review of that and it just oh, it's yeah. a no, it's, thing It's
0: lovely, but I, I have been using my machine a lot lately and I was kind of realising because at first I thought when I saw the Push sorry, going off topic a little bit but um I thought the machine's days were numbered, and I've been using the machine a lot lately in ways that the push could not do. So, yeah, you know, the machine has loads and loads of good uses.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be sort of very much a game of two camps, as it were. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, and in fact, to be honest, you know, with the Cuneo and being able to do 64 notes in conjunction with the mind blowing chord track that I keep banging on about in Cubase version 7, you can do things that leave the push for dead in terms of the kind of, uh, having, you know, these kind of, um, pad based scale stuff, you know, mm. it's really is, uh, you kind of think after you do a bit of stuff with that, when you get that working, you kind of think, Ooh, yeah, the push is, the push is great. It's an amazing thing. I, I can't really knock it, but just in terms of,
1: uh, well, you get it's that thing, basically it's like, how long do you want to spend setting it up? Or do you just want to switch it on and start doing stuff? And that's yeah. the thing that I find, you know, yeah. I I, I spent a whole day yesterday working on workflow just because I needed to figure yeah. out ways to switch things, you know, with this kind of for this view yesterday. And that's fine, that's invested. But for if you're working on things that for the for the moment, it, it, it just I can't be bothered with that. It just gets in the way. So, oh, Jazzy Dan actually, there's a bit of controversy in the chat room. He's saying uh, he sent his back uh, inconsistent white color pads. Uh, what this. else was that yeah, um, apparently it's quite difficult to uh, get absolute white on LEDs consistent, button lights barely visible in normal room conditions, yep yeah, I found that a bit mm. pad sensitivity variable when playing them, I didn't actually have that problem but
0: um, I was uh, I, I, I've just been in a store earlier today and I was asking them about the push and you know they've, um, they've had just ridiculous amounts of orders in for them and they just can't make them fast enough but they told me, they said but it's nowhere near like the demand for the korg Vol- volkers yeah well that's going to be big they're, they're not big going big. to be shipping they told me until september wow so, so I don't well, they've, know got, to, they've anyone... got to
1: make the minis first because i've got one here for review but again <laughs> yeah. you know you're still back ordering those everywhere everyone's
0: well. everyone's kind of going bonkers about the Volkers, but you know hmm. september is the earliest i've heard so just
1: oh i see right uh, dave it looks pretty neat actually this little guitar thing i mean you're not a guitarist but could you be tempted just to sort of whip one out look i can see there's a space for it just behind you
2: there is no space in fact what i was going to do before we did this i was going to put my chair down here and be going
1: like, help me um i'm no, driving in synthesizers yeah
2: i can't reach the top knob um <laughs> said the uh, priest um no, the uh, yeah, I find I found this video very, very difficult to watch, I have to say, because there was that whole, I'm getting really bored of this kind of, I'm talking to the person over there and the camera's here and all the rest of it. I'm getting bored of all of that. And like, as you said, it was very, very salesy. But more <laughs> to the point, if this was a British company, it would be two scruffy Herberts in a shed or something like that. But did they or did they not have incredibly luxurious headquarters and offices, and they were asking for people for money.
1: So on that,
2: uh, to coin a well, phrase, I'm yeah. out...
1: Uh, I and, understand your point. Should should they... Do, are the requirements they have to be sort of down and out with a great idea then? Is that the yes, only way? yeah yes, okay. With a small begging bowl going, please give us money and we can kind of
2: feel time. superior and go, well, maybe tomorrow. No, I don't know anything about guitars and all the rest of it but I did uh, send it to John who is a guitarist for all his sins and he said he didn't get very far into the video either because that first guy started going on about it. it. took him months to get a D chord to sound like a D chord and John said, well, if that's that? the case, then maybe another career. But also John pointed out that um, 300 bucks for something with five frets whereas his ukulele's hardly any bigger and it's got 19 he says. So there you go.
1: Yes, that's but it doesn't
2: have... MIDI. Yes, it reminded me of that little. There was a company, an Italian company, which I thought was incredibly appropriately named, called Charlie Labs. And they (laughs) they were all off their, off their heads, obviously, with the stuff they were making. Do you remember? It was kind of, and you could put it on your belt, and it was a little thing there, and it had six strings on it. But you would play the chord on your keyboard, and then you'd kind of strum this guitar thing that was on your belt. Oh, look it up, Charlie Labs guitar. I would just like to point out
1: Matt M in the chat room said you can't play a G-sharp bar chord on the thing. Five frets isn't enough. It needs six.
3: Oh, well, that's it. Game over it's for not me. not very though. punk then, is it? You couldn't do your <laughs> punk bar chords. You'd have to be... It's only a folk machine, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, it might transpose. Oh, I don't know.
3: Yeah, well... Hopping around your transpositions when you're trying to play Anarchy in the UK is not going to go very well, is it? Well, <laughs> yeah, um, to, to be, be perfectly Anarchy honest, with, playing like
1: playing uh, yeah, playing Anarchy on the UK or something like that isn't going to get you a kind of audience of adoring kind of. Uh, I, could could could. About, I
3: could just about play Anarchy in the UK on the uh, in the UK on my um, on my Yamaha one, but that's got twelve frets. Right, so I have to like do a, a slightly different bar chord for the the highest chord in it.
1: Okay, there well. It's, I, it, what they've got there is something that everybody goes, oh, that's cool. I'd like one of those, or you know, you would like to try one. And they've obviously convinced enough people to uh, generate a hundred and seven thousand bucks. They've got thirty days left, so by the on the basic, because the, they had forty or fifty yesterday, but on that basis, they could end up. <laughs> massively oversubscribed. I wonder what happens when you do that. That's an interesting... The one point.
2: thing I do find a well, little bit... I, I'd, I did one of these things for a Lomo um, scanner thing, you know, like a negative scanner for my iPhone. And it was brilliant, because the thing arrived just before Christmas, the box with the sort of scanning thing that you kind of put, you attached to your iPhone, which in the pictures looked fantastic, but actually it's just a, like a lump of plastic in reality. That arrived before Christmas. And somebody said to me, oh, that looks awesome. How's it going? And when I went to download the app... The app wasn't ready, and in fact, the app was only released like about a week ago. (laughs) So everyone was laughing at me, so once bitten, twice shy.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you get the same thing. I mean, look, it's it's not, you know, there are certain manufacturers amongst the uh, current crop that uh, announce things and see whether anyone's interested before they actually bother to make anything other than a mock-up. It's not, you know, it is a way of working, I suppose. It's just a way of
3: funding it in the first
1: place. Maybe that's a great idea.
3: In theory, if they over get oversubscribed, they can um, just make more of them, can't they? I mean, it's like you are getting a product at the end of it that's supposed to be $299, and you're getting it for $199 or $219 or $239 or whatever, you, whatever price point you've gone in at. Or not but I guess at all. it means it, it gives them an opportunity to market it directly to their customer. They don't have to go through guitar shops with the first batch. Um, yeah, it
1: is a great idea. It is a great idea. It's just, I wish that guy wasn't so salesy because it put me off a bit. But let's try it. So, if you want to go, you go uh, Indiegogo. It's an Indiegogo project. Jamstick uh, with a K, not a C K. Um Yeah. There's a software in... company called Jamsticks, and they're quite good. Is
2: that? nothing to do with
1: this. I Jam... just thought, mm. Jam... thought it's the same people. Jamsticks that, do a lot of things. With an X. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, they were good, no, but I thought it
1: was. Okay, there, but it's yeah, not. I'm not sure if that's them. All right. Anyway, uh, one more time for another quick one. Um, we can we can take um, we can take questions on this one. Anybody seeing any Sorry, <laughs> bag. Did you say bag? D- did you just say bag? All right. Okay. Exits. This is luggage. Then. All right. This was a good one. I like. I, you know. You know me. I love a bit of luggage, and here's uh, some luggage. This is uh, actually this luggage doesn't excite me particularly, but it just. The general thought of luggage excited me these are organizer bags for musicians like a protection racket uh, three mini bags which have just got nice little bits of netting and uh, all sorts of pockets and you know they're just they're just things of beauty i think the mini bag range in stock now small one is oh, 19 quid 20 quid 25 quid uh liking bags um i as i said in the topic something about look because every time i go to a trade show I think, oh, look, there's a place that sells luggage. And I go there and I'm looking for something. I don't know what it is. But when I see it, I know that I'll have to have it. But I've never seen what it is. I've never found it yet. It's yeah. the piece of luggage that just fits something notional in my head that I'm not sure what it is. Do you think that's a kind of a common thing? Or is it, ju- is it just yeah. me? Or is it a bloke thing?
0: Well, you, you're taking a lot of gadgets and stuff with you when you do those kind of things, aren't you? And there's lots of leads and lots of little bits and bobs. So, you know that so something like that is kind of very appealing um you know a bag that's specifically designed for gadgets and whatnot so um but I, i'm a little bit of a luggage fetishist myself you see i'm um, not
1: talking man bag no not oh, man bag
0: i am talking man bag and i gotta show you this little beauty that i i got in um that i got in berlin look at this lovely thing this is... That's a handbag, Gaz. It,
1: it, no, it's
0: a man bag. It's a man bag. I <laughs> oh, feel okay. quite manly with it. Is so, it because uh, it's got
1: a shoulder strap that makes it a man bag? Uh,
0: it's and it's leather, of
1: course. If it's leather, <laughs> then it can be a man bag.
0: But look, inside here, this, oh, okay. you see, now this was cool because there's a little bit that my iPad goes into with its big rubber bumper that I take it around in. Uh-huh. But also, it was also the thing that clinched the deal earlier today when I found that <gasps> this... <gasps> fitted in here you got an OP1 now
1: look at you look I at you with your... it. oh
0: you got it I oh, just got it I just wow. got it now I just got it just before the show so wow. I haven't, haven't used it yet but I took the bag I took the bag with me and that was the thing if it fitted in the bag then it was coming home with me jobs are good <laughs> wow but Yes, so so you see, I was just—that was all a big scam then on my part, just to show off my my OP one.
1: Oh um, yeah, retailers, watch out! When Gaz has got some a decent gig, he's just going mad for it. Maybe he's <laughs> he's going to order a jam stick. What else is it? Hey, I've got some. do you Things want to like buy this
0: within the bag?
1: I've got this special stuff that's just brilliant. Do you want to buy some? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, that's fantastic. And uh, well, I I, I wish mm. you. Uh, but yeah, there is something about luggage, isn't it? That ju- yeah. I think what it is is having something that fits what you need perfectly. It's it's the same thing as when you kind of see those uh, videos where there's the sniper in Dirty Harry and he's on the roof. You've got a special case where it all fits perfectly and screws oh, together. Yeah. And all it you know it doesn't Ooh. have to be. But all of that, all oh, Ger- Dave. What was that? Dave just held up his own a bag of his own. So what look, was-
2: this is a bag that I I've got here. This is quite a nice bag. That's got a typewriter in has isn't it? You check this out. Even better. oh what's that (laughs) a bass this is a hona bass too and it's like the equivalent it's like a cheapy equivalent of the rhodes piano bass
1: it looks like it it looks like a dustpan and brush in a sort of weird way
2: and it's got a bag
1: Wow, the bag—that's
2: beautiful. It was You're only seeing Gaz's bag that reminded me, and I just—I think to I
1: think out. Gaz, you've been out bagged. I, so, I think. No, I bagged. don't think so. Out bagged there. <clears throat> oh, Mark seems to be preparing. Oh, this is getting great. I do so,
3: drive. I do drive my partner nuts with these kind of things. I think it's an on tour thing. I think if you've toured at all, then then um, bags become. They're sort of like a really important thing, and having a decent bag is a very important thing. But as I don't tour anymore, I was in the supermarket and I saw this little <laughs> beauty at Halloween. Excellent. <laughs> and and that I've got. My, I took that into hospital with me, so I've got my my <laughs> little great thing tiny iPad start. in there. I must. I mean, I think it looks somewhat strange, probably, doesn't it? And my headphones as well, so I can. And then all my change. And all my um, strange tablets and earplugs and all sorts of things like that. I mean, isn't it that when you're in an airport, I mean, really, when you're in an airport, what else, what else is there to buy apart from maybe silk boxer shorts or ties?
1: And yeah, I've done I,
3: silk boxer short phase, and I don't wear ties, so... I
1: think I've got a theory, actually. I think I've got a theory. Right, so basically... When you're touring or when you're doing stuff that means you have to get in and out of things quickly, having luggage, which has lots of compartments and a place for everything, means that very quickly you can open it, look, go, something's missing. Whereas if you take your average lady's handbag, which it's, the phone's going. (coughs) Oh, God, where's my phone? The phone's going. Can you get it? Look, where's my phone? Can you find it for me? Where's the key? (coughs) Whereas, if you've got like a kind of proper man piece of luggage with a kind of little hook for the thing and a pocket for the phone or whatever it is, the equivalent of, then it makes a lot of sense. You see, it's got the, it's like the, do you think it's the equivalent of the wall of tools where you've got everything painted <laughs> yeah. out with a kind of, with an outline of special hooks <laughs> yeah. and you can put yeah. it all in there. And if yeah. you're you're running from the hotel or you're about to go to the gig or you've just got, a, you can look, you can open it up, you can give it a quick once over and you go, everything I need is there. Yeah. Have yeah, you
3: noticed so. that tour managers always have, those neat little Halliburton briefcases. Yeah. They always turn up with them, and you go, oh, that's nice. How much was that? And they, oh, £500 or something, aren't they? Six, five or £600. They're very expensive. So it is partly status symbol as well, I think.
1: Ah, uh, uh, th- is that the thing about the Prada luggage and the, uh, you know, the absolutely. whatever the other stuff is?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I don't go for that sort of thing. I like luggage which has a bit... I, I, one thing I do go a bit on is uh, Pelican cases. Big fan of those oh, yeah. kind of things.
2: Ah, uh, you and Andy Mac are terrible on those, aren't they?
1: But uh, well, I haven't uh, actually. I haven't got a pelican case. I've got a very small. Uh, I'm going to get it.
2: Right, here's my. I'm going to do God, my luggage now. on, go on. Yes. <laughs> I can't get rid of any luggage. I've still got. Do you remember those Bobblebee bags that looked like um, they looked like um sledges, plastic sledges that you had on your back that protected your laptop. When well, I used to do a lot of travelling, I had that, and I've still got okay. that. And I can't bring myself to get rid of it because that was an arm and a leg. Okay, right. Okay, go.
1: This is the case I take to music messer, and it looks like a pelican. It's not actually a pelican at all. It's a Maplin case, and it was thirty quid. That's why I bought it. The the, the pelican equivalent is probably about two hundred, and Ooh. that's what I like. I, I don't, I can't. The, the thought of paying that sort of price, but things that wheel, you know, when you, particularly when you're doing filming stuff, you need to kind of open stuff up, and you know, you need to see it all there and know that it's there. That's why, you know, our roller bags that we take with us are have the same thing so when you open them up you know it's like all oh, right okay everything's there oh i'm missing something my i must have left my headphones behind somewhere and i have the same thing but now I, i'm i'm kind of i use a i use a bum bag which i hate it that that term because i can just put everything in it and that means i don't have to carry the bloody wheelie with me everywhere so so what i need is a kind of organizer version of a bum bag that doesn't make me look too much like you
3: know a utility man yeah yeah someone who's actually thinks
1: they're going on some sort of uh, tropical expedition but's actually just going to a trade show you know it's sort of you know i don't want to end up like with a camera with a camera thing with rolls of film and like netting and you know
3: it's a funny special though, hat with a kind fair of fear and loathing Las Vegas, couldn't it? Yeah,
1: photographer's vest. No,
2: yes, I like. The, it's funny when Mark's saying about airports and stuff. That's the only time when I go into that. Is it Rohan shops?
1: You nearly, a, you nearly bought. You nearly bought one. I
2: nearly buy. That's the only time that I look at a suit and think, actually, yeah, that'll probably be okay because <laughs> um, it's just got a million pockets for like all sorts of stuff hasn't it like uh, the only
1: yeah and the only reason you buy it is because you're going somewhere where you won't know anybody and they
2: won't yeah, see you and if i went to a trade show they would know me and they just like point and
3: laugh
0: <laughs> I, I do suffer terribly from pocket confusion though and the item i'm looking for oh. is always in the last pocket and after a mad panic through all the other pockets as well. So, I mean, I'm just not disciplined enough to know which pocket's which. So, but um,
3: I think I have pocket amnesia because <laughs> I, I know what pocket it's in. I put my hand in the pocket, try and find it, and then I'm like, shit, I've lost it. And then I go around every single other po- pocket, patting on all the different pockets, and then I go, I put my hand back in the pocket that I thought it was in in the first place, and it's there, and I think... Yeah. How did I not feel it the first
0: time? Uh, but this is when them, them little somebody. gremlin, when them little miggly gremlins are at play. But I, I, I get think,
3: into so. this huge panic, especially if it's a passport or a boarding pass or something. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're all going to go without me. And, you know, mm. I'm going to ruin everything. <laughs>
1: hmm yeah uh, well that there is that yeah that's it's always hard to know you need a special yeah but i went to the airport the other day and um, when we were going to music messer and they were selling these things on the uh, on one of the, uh, the the like you know the, the thing where you buy the, the little neck pillows or what have you and they're buying they're selling these jackets which are basically just like a wearable pocket so you can carry on <laughs> yeah. all this stuff so you walk on like this you know wearing all this stuff and have what? a carry-on bag as well. You sit there in your seat wearing all of this, all of this stuff in this sort of. it has got pockets in the arms and under the thing and in here, and you could just stuff it full. Look like an absolute idiot. Of booze. But, but avoid um, the, you know, the only one piece of carry-on luggage. So maybe ah. I need to have one of those in there because sometimes they get us. You know, we take these bags and they weigh like. 15 20 kilos they go there's no way you're putting that in an overhead luggage you go there's no way it's going in the in the hole because it's full of equipment that if it gets broken or Let's lost see. then the whole point of my trip is null and void you know so yeah
3: that's all changed so much because i used to get on the plane with about three or four pieces of carry-on luggage one of them was a four unit rack with a k2000 in it and then I think I had a PRS uh, electric guitar, and then I had like a camera case with a DAT machine and all different things in it, and then I had my rucksack, which was full of all my crap. And mm-hmm. I always used to manage to get on planes with four pieces of luggage and get away with that. And I used to have all these cock and bull stories about, oh, well, I'm just carrying it for him; it's his, or whatever. If if uh, they called me on it, but uh, well, you involved. probably flew on
1: bigger planes—the ones that we fly into. Yeah, that's
3: what. No, some... well, this was just like twenty years ago, wasn't it? And Tr- they weren't so concerned about it. Tribics
1: in the in the room in the chat room says, uh, personally, I carry a small video music studio in the pockets of my cargo pants. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I suppose that could be a, a phone these days, couldn't it? Really. Yes. But yeah, you know. But yeah, no, I'm all, I'm all up for miniaturization. But yeah, luggage, you can't beat it. But yes, if anyone knows of a good like belt-type pack, because I broke mine, um, I've been using it for years, and it just ripped, and so I need to get a, new, a replacement for the next round of shows. That's the only time I ever wear them. Um, talk but, to Batman. Talk to Batman. <laughs> but I am Batman. <laughs>
3: oh, right. Ah, oh, indeed, yes. <laughs> it's like a, pod, a podcast title. I am Batman.
1: I could <laughs> I could use that anyway. Um, I did say thank we did do our show sponsorship, didn't we? Oh, that's yes. good. Yes, that's great.
3: Yeah, and great.
1: also, um, I, I wanted to say I'm doing a bit of a plug. We're doing next week on Monday at four p.m. We're going to do this Q and A session with the MS Twenty Mini. Um, so that's going to be set up with the modular at four o'clock. Uh, I'm going to trail it and what have you, so hopefully there'll be uh, accesses to get to it. I put a Facebook event and what have you, so join us. And then once you've watched the review, which should be going live on Friday, that means that you can then come along and ask me to uh, clarify or try and demonstrate something um, that I didn't cover in the review. And we're also going to have a chat from Corgon who can answer questions that I'm unable to to or perhaps correct me if i'm wrong on any other points i was actually wrong on the fact that it's got surface mount um, pots it sort of has they're on i i've never seen this before they're on a circuit board but they've got this kind of metal collar over them that goes right through the circuit board that holds the pot really tightly on it so they are a bit wobbly the pots but it's not the actual knob it's the it's the the shaft as it were so there you go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's, uh, we'll gloss over that quickly. Anyway, we'll say thank you very much to everybody for joining us. It's been fun as ever. We'll start with Gaz, because he's still in glorious video technical at full frame rate, uh, not really? blocky at all. It's it's just a pleasure to have you aboard there, <laughs> Matt, in such, yeah. in such high resolution. Thanks, Gaz.
0: Yeah, I think the problem before, you see, because uh, the engineers have been out for two days, so that there, there was a very, very, very peculiar problem, and that's why it's been bad for years, actually. So uh. that's... Um,
1: Someone been weeing outside so. your back door for years and years and years and it's just dis, just rotted the, the cable or something like that. Oh, no,
0: that's what's happened, right?
1: <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> what well, it was is a dog that passes in the same place every day for years, yeah. wees in the same place, and it's just eaten away, they corroded the fibre.
0: So way I'm way. quite I I'm quite excited now because I literally I picked up the OP one, literally dashed back here. That's so why I was slightly late logging on. And I haven't even
1: Ah, oh, so you've got not, some fun ahead of I'm you.
0: Not even played it yet. So That's going to be fun. Of, uh...
1: I think it'll hook up to the iPad as well. I think you can use the audio. Interface. Anyway, I, I, yep. let's. We'll leave you to discover that for yourself. Okay. Anyway, and also uh, thank you very much to uh, Mr. Dave Spears over there, G Force Land, surrounded by modulars and oh, <laughs> oh what's... and baby, and the bass, is... yeah. that got? Like,
0: has that got tines in it? Then no, no,
2: some
1: snorgan. It's, it's not. It's a divide that. down, is it? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, this is like from 1960. Actually, we're doing it. I'm going to be really previous here. Um, we're gonna, We've we sort of done this as an expansion pack for MTron Pro. I kind of apologies for being late with the 64 bit MTron Pro expansion pack, and uh, we'll be putting that on our site for free.
1: But there ah, go. okay. Well, not, you not heard just it here, yet. folks. Not just yet. Yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. I'm saying Tuesday. It's going to be Tuesday, right? No, I don't okay. know when it's going to be. <laughs>
2: Tuesday.
1: Yeah, actually, he just told
2: me that I can say that, so.
1: Great. I can now, now
2: pass the well, thank you too. very
1: much, Dave. And we'll also say thank you to Mr. Mark Tinley over there in Bedfordshire. Uh, I seem to be able to remember where everybody lives at the moment. So uh, enjoy it while it lasts because it probably won't last forever. So, anyway, tha- oh, that's not it. It's that one. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, Mark Tinley. And um, uh, we'll hope to see you again soon.
3: Um, you're very welcome. I've got a uh, very small request of anybody who. Uh, knows anything about music production or songwriting and that is I'm in the middle of writing a song but I'm sort of getting a little bit stuck on which direction I should go in next least of all problem or most of all problem perhaps being that I can't really sing it um, but I've put it on my SoundCloud page so if I put a link in the show in the in the chat room would yeah you yeah know, put- and listen to it and comment on it and tell me what it needs because I'm sort of a bit in the can't see the wood for the trees kind of mode. Are you ready mind. to
1: paste the link so I can uh, show it? i um, in the oh, video yeah, I'll stream. Do it. No, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's a, so a bit of online collaboration.
3: Yes, Wait. I mean, it hasn't got any drums on it at all or percussion or anything like that. So, if anybody fancies, um, uh, throwing some drum ideas at me. It doesn't have any bass on it. If anyone wants to throw a bass idea at me or any of that sort of stuff, I'd be very interested to hear.
1: Okay, let's have uh, it. Let's because, have it.
3: Um, right, there you go. It's in. I've clicked it into the um, thing. It's a, It's called there we go. Home. Uh,
1: Soundcloud.com forward slash Mark Tinley, one word, new song, Home. Yes. There we go. Thank oh, you.
3: Great. Excellent. Brilliant.
1: Thank you. And that's it uh, for another week. Uh, that is the end of the show. I will press stop and things will cease. Goodbye.